What's good, yo? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are tuning in to the New Numa Godcast. Let's go. You are tuned in to the New Numa Godcast, hosted by Norman Brown, aka Professor, and Justin Foster, where we address the taboo from a biblical view. Our podcast is all about real talk with new life. And quite frankly, you either love it or you won't, because we deal with tough topics that the church rarely touches. Somebody's got to do it. And that's why we exist. So just sit back, chill, and enjoy the ride. Because it's going to be good. Peace. First of all, I just want to say welcome to the show. Um, I'm glad to have you on here finally, man. I've been... Yeah, man. We made it happen. I know, I know right? You've been on me, bro. I got you, though. I know, right? Because yeah. I was like, yo, is he, like, is he forgetting about me or what? Man, I just be on the move, bro. Nah, I got you, man. I know, man. But, yo, I've been... This has been years in the making for me because I actually been following your music for a couple of years now. Um, I appreciate that. I remember, I remember when I first heard um something on youtube and um one of the one of the songs that stood out to me was the one um i think it was called monsters something i can't remember <laughs> monsters inc man. yeah monsters inc yo yeah, that was crazy yo when i heard that i was like oh my goodness man like i i just knew that you were on some other stuff, you know what I mean? Like, you were on oh, yeah. some next stuff, some next level type stuff. And yeah, I was just bro. like, yo, I can't wait to see, you know, what he does <laughs> with what he's yeah. doing, you know what I mean? So Appreciate it, man. But, you know, being that um, <clears throat> I know, obviously, the, the, the obvious thing is you got you know, some new things going on right now. You were, mm-hmm. you were on tour, you were on tour recently, I know. Um, and, um, and now I know that, you know, um, you got some new things that you've been dropping, some new projects, new songs, whatever, stuff like that, man. But, um, being that this is your first time on the podcast, I want to just go back to the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is what yeah. I do with everybody, man. Um, so, Tell me, like, what it was like for you growing up in Michigan. Uh, man, it was cool, man. Um, you know, I, I grew up a little bit. Well, I was born in Kalamazoo, and uh, I was here until I was, like, maybe, like, seven. And then uh, moms actually moved us to, to Tampa, Florida, because uh, she found out Pops was dealing. Dealing, you know what I'm saying? So we, we shot out, and... Um, I was in I was in Tampa, Florida, and then I came back up to Grand Rapids, and, and it was cool, man. Like it was just me, and my sister, and my moms, and um, yeah, man, it, it, it was cool. Grand Rapids is cool. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Y'all get cold up there than we do in Baltimore. Um, yeah, man. So, um, so I know that uh, you come from a biracial background, man. Um, yeah. Tell me what that was like for you growing up. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, honestly, like, it didn't really affect me until we moved back up to, to, to Michigan from Florida, man, because we, uh, we moved back with my grandparents, um, because that was, I guess, the only people we could stay with, and so she lived in a town called Hudsonville, Michigan, and me and my sister were like, two of the five black people that lived in that city and uh so yeah man i i, I literally i always tell people that that's how i learned how to fight is because like i experienced a lot of racism man, in the span of like two years and that was that was that was whack but uh you know this is america wow <laughs> man yeah so you telling me down south in florida what part of florida were you in Oh no no! This is when I, when I moved back up to Michigan. No no no! I know you were in Michigan at that time, but I'm saying you had moved from Florida. Yeah. So in Florida, which is down south, you mm-hmm. didn't experience that. Nah, bro. In Tampa, man, Tampa was was cool, bro. Like it was it was diverse. I never, yeah, never knew nothing about no racism down there. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, ain't it? Yeah, it is. That is crazy, wow. man. It is crazy. Think about it right now. 
Wow. So basically, you moved back up to Michigan, and that's when you started to experience racism. Yeah. So, so you were in a city. You said five black people. How do you even? <laughs> that's crazy. Bro, crazy. <laughs> like the craziest part about it, man, was I was like, bro, I was like twelve, thirteen. So I didn't even think anything of it really until it was introduced by racism. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So yeah. when they got introduced, like, give me some examples how you were being introduced to racism. Man, like, one of the craziest stories, man, was me and my, my best friend growing up, and he was white. We walking down the street, and uh, this old lady, she was walking, she just stopped and let us walk past her. And as we walked past her, man, she looked me in my eyes. She was like, I don't trust you people. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I'm a little jit. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like kid. And then, you know, always getting followed in the store. Like, I never experienced that in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Like, always wow. getting followed. And yeah, man, it's, it's, wow. crazy. it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So being in a town where it was only a few of you, I guess y'all really stood out. Y'all like, <laughs> y'all were like a sore thumb standing yeah, out in man. that. Yeah, and and honestly, thinking back, like we was all like we was black, black. Like, what none of us like you know Carlton's over there. Like we was yeah. us. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Wow. So, um. Being that your mom was a uh, Caucasian lady, man, like how does she kind of like, um, I guess, help you through that that time, man? Yeah, she, man, she just always would tell me, man, like you know that that's unfortunately they were raised like that. That they're the ones who's ignorant. You know what I mean? Like the, the typical stuff that the parent would tell the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you selling, wow. Yeah. So, um, so I'm assuming basically that means that your childhood wasn't coming up in a Christian home. Nah, nah, absolutely not, man. Nope. So, so what, at what point, man, did you, so I'm, I'm assuming that you probably started to get into a little bit of, you know, trouble or whatever, um, and whatnot, especially being that you were in a city where you were experiencing racism and whatnot. I mean, what I mean, what was life turning into for you at that time? Because mm -hmm. you I mean you're a teenager and everything. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like it, it was good because I had nothing to put my identity into, but what I seen on TV, living that fast life. And me, I was just in the gym, hooping all the time, and and then eventually, like you know losing my virginity and then chasing girls because all the big bros in the streets told me, you know what I'm saying? You got to be out here, you pretty boy. You got to be smashing these chicks. And so that was my identity. Like, I want to be successful in basketball. I want to get all the girls. And so literally, like, that was all my middle school and high school. Like, that's how I grew up was just in the gym, hooping, chasing my hoop dreams and crashing at, at females' houses. You know what I mean? Doing doing the player thing. So basically, your mom she wasn't really able to be too engaged because of the fact that she was going through the alcoholism. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I guess would would you say that that kind of caused you to grow up a little faster than most? Uh, not really. Um, just because of 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 who I was around. Like I always stayed around. Like you know homies you know and in in that that scene of of my age and what we was doing you know what i mean like yeah i really wasn't around the crib a lot i was always out with my best friend hooping and going to parties <laughs> and yeah. people from school that type of stuff okay yeah. <clears throat> so what point did um i mean was it looking really promising for you as far as basketball was concerned uh not really uh, if we're talking about like you know the league, uh, not 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 at all. Just cause, like I was, I put my all into it, but I, not what is needed. And also like, I just feel like the lack of of that father figure and direction was mm -hmm. missing. Yeah. Uh, and finances, cause I was broke <laughs> all childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, yeah, man, it just it, it it took a lot for the little that I was doing. 
uh and then you know i was i was focused on girls so my my uh my grades was always low stuff like that like i couldn't even play i wasn't even eligible to play my freshman year of college because i was on academic probation like i was still wilding out <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Freshman year of college, I had my own spot. I had my own spots. So I was just wilding out. So um, with with that being, you know, I guess you're surrounded. You were saying something about not having a father figure. So did you not have a relationship with your father or a good relationship with him or what? It was a it was like. There wasn't no animosity. It was it was a, a great relationship. We loved each other, but um, it just wasn't like you know. I didn't really know who he was, and he didn't really know who I was as a man. You know, mm. um, our phone conversations like we would have you know phone conversations once in a while, um, but they were just real shallow. Just because he was still like he still he just didn't know you know he still pictured me as a ten year old boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's how sometimes he would talk and it's just, yeah, man. So what is your relationship with him now? Like, Oh, he passed away like three years ago. Oh man. Sorry to hear that, man. My, my father passed away in 2009. So I know how that feels. Um, yeah. So, um, when did you get to a point where you kind of either gave up on the basketball dream and you started looking to do something else or like how did music come into the picture? Yeah, man. So it was, it was that freshman year of college, man, where just everything started to change, bro. Like, so what happened was mad people started inviting me to this hip hop church called the edge. Yo, mm -hmm. come to hip hop church, come to hip hop church. One of the homies that I used to hoop with, on varsity yo come to this hip-hop church i'm a christian now i'm just like dog you like 20 years old like <laughs> finally man like this shorty i was trying to hang out with uh asked her what she was doing she was like i'm going to this hip-hop church you should come i'm just like dang all right man i'm gonna check this out and uh so i went man and basically man like i started going and at the time you know i just really I was in search for identity, you know what I mean? Like not growing up with, with, with pops, mom going through what she was going through, sister was going through what she was going through, felt mad alone. It's one of those things where like when we're weak, he's strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like it was just a perfect moment in my life, bro. Like just there was so much stuff going on. And um yeah, bro, I just kept going and um my passion changed. Like, you know, I like that. They say like, you know, God changes your heart, transforms your mind. Like, yeah, bro, that's literally what happened. Like <laughs> my identity was not in playing basketball and, you know what I'm saying? Like being this pretty boy, taking down girls every weekend. Like, nah, like he showed me who, what my identity was. So it's just like, I just literally stopped everything, bro. I stopped hanging out with who I was. I stopped hooping. I stopped everything, bro, and I just focused on growing in Christ and going to this church every weekend and growing in fellowship and discipleship, prayer, and staying in the Word and really actually becoming a follower of Jesus. Like, because everything I, 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 I'm passionate about, like, I take serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, at that time, like, yo, this is, this is what God has given me, and basketball didn't feel like it was in there, so it felt like, honestly, like it was just easy to just leave. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Out with the old and with the new is, is really that, you know, that story. Wow, man. So how did you start to, I guess, discover the, the musical Music? gift inside of you? Man, so, you know, growing up in the hip-hop culture, you know what I mean? You rap, you know what I mean? You jump in the, the, the ciphers, and that's, and that's how it was. I'm just naturally gifted at stuff, and so... Honestly, like, I really never tell this side of the story, but, like, right before I was saved, um, in 2008 and 2009, um, there was, like, this this group of guys, and they, one of them was dating my sister, and they all would come around all the time, and they was, like, big bros to me, and they all lived in one house, and they had a studio in the basement, and they would always invite me over, like, yo, Truth, come, come, come rap, come hit the studio. And I would always like, you know, I am so and 
not go or I'd just be like, nah, I'm straight. Like, I just wasn't no rapper. But one night I was just bored. Like, I wasn't doing nothing. So I went over there and, uh, yeah, man, laid some tracks down and, and then it just was fun. And so me and my cousin, we like formed a little group called Young Exclusive. You know what I'm saying? We were yeah. and, and, you know, it was that, that was the party house with the big bros. And so we'd go over there, do our thing, you know what I'm saying? Hang out with the big bros and rap in the studio, lay some verses down, but I never took it serious. And so when I, I started going to the church, um, basically like just took the whole year, man. Like, and, I don't know, like, even, rapping wasn't even really the goal. It was just the pastor coming to me saying, hey, yo, you should join, like, hop on the worship team. And um, so basically, I was like, all right, for sure, like, that's somewhere I could see myself serving at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, and I was just, yeah, on stage, man. It was like I played basketball every day of my life growing up, but, and, you know, never felt the feeling of, you know, the first time I led worship. It was one of those things wow so yeah man just and a lot of fruit bro like i started seeing fruit you know what i mean like what i'm saying is changing people's lives and that to me felt a lot better than you know saying nothing but net from 30 feet yeah 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 bro so man i just got on my knees and, and prayed like lord is this really what you want me to do you really want me to take this music thing serious and um yeah man i felt him say go and i looked at my life and it was in the perfect position to to pursue a music career, man. And yeah, bro, it was my calling, bro. So yeah, transformation and affirmation, and uh, I seen the destination. You feel me? It, it almost sounds like you kind of were like toying around with music or rapping or whatever at one point in time, and then it became one of those things yeah. where you were like, "Yo, is this what I'm really supposed to be doing?" Yeah, like literally a, a, a gradual transformation within like four years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So um when you when you started doing this, did you feel like this was like something that um you were you knew from the beginning when you first started rapping that you were really good at it, or was it something that you kinda were like sleeping on your own gift? Nah, nah, like, I knew, like, yeah, I knew it was there. Um, yeah, I knew it was there, man. Yeah, I knew it was there. I knew it was something special, man. And, like, it was it was a feeling like no other, like, I remember before basketball games always getting nervous. And then you know how, like, you know them cats that, like, you kill it at the YMCA, you, you, you balling like Jordan at the YMCA, but then at the game you only dropping, like, seven points. Yeah, like in a basketball game, like that's how I was. Like I was struggling. Like, man, I'm not as good as I am here. And it's just like, nah. When it came to the music, being on stage, I was nervous. Like, bro, I just it was like a switch that just came alive, and everything felt right. And yeah, you like, know, man. Like, man, I was born to do it. Wow. So, when did you actually do like a, a serious um, recording of? christian music for your you know mm. finally start that <laughs> man dog it was on jefferson street right in grand rapids man uh yeah i went in the studio and i recorded a song called cloud nine and basically just talking about being elevated up like because in colossians it talks about um put you, set your mind on things, things above. that above yeah yeah so cloud nine yeah, <laughs> That's the first Christian Ross song I recorded, man, on Jefferson Street. Turn up. Wow, man. So when you look back and listen to your your early stuff, man, do you feel like you still like it when you listen to it now? Or do you feel like... Man, uh, listen, my stuff that I recorded then sounds like Kanye's Jesus is King album, dog. Like, wow. <laughs> like, I don't, I could, like, I look back at it and, like, I cringe because obviously it's me. But, like, the content, like, you can see where I was at, like, in my walk. And that's what I appreciate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, basically, you mean, like, like if if I'm hearing you correctly, you're talking about, like, the simplicity of you getting a certain message out there. It may not be 
too complex or whatever but it's like you're getting to a point of talking about jesus yeah like yo i love jesus i'm here you know what i'm saying yeah bro <laughs> yeah quoting scripture on them like you know what I'm saying bar to bar yeah all that man yeah so at what point do you feel like there was a it was some kind of new level that you went to in your music uh, I feel like, honestly, when I made Monsters Inc., because that's when I started to form, you know, who who I am as an artist and where my strengths are and just how I want to sound sonically. You know what I mean? Like if you if you if you listen to it, it's just what the title is. Like Monsters Inc. is very aggressive, gritty, in your face, mm -hmm. street like rugged. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. That was my focus. And so finally, like, that was my time as an artist. I'm like, all right, this is what I want to zero in on, what I want to sound like. When it comes to branding and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that was when I came in. Now, when did that actually come out? Because I think the first time I heard you was like 15 or 16, 2000. Yeah, I think I want to, for some reason, I want to say 2014 or 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because when I heard that, and I mean, you know, I don't, let me see how to put this. Okay. Let me say it this way. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Christian rappers. Like, like, how old are you now? 28. Okay. So I've been listening to Christian hip hop since the eighties. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it first came out. Mike Peace and, you know, other people who follow him or whatever. So I, I'm pretty familiar with the history of Christian hip hop. Yeah. Um, and so when I remember listening to it back then, I was only impressed by a few people, a few songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, most of the, st the stuff that was coming out in the 80s and the, even in the 90s, I wasn't impressed with it at all. I was really disappointed. And um, so, and I have a music background myself, and I'm also a poet. So I'm very much into lyrics, and yeah. I'm into musicality. So That's when cool. I don't feel that something musically is there, or the cadence is off, or the lyrics, or whatever, then yeah. I very much am not attracted to the music. So I, I was really <laughs> finding it hard for a long time to get into Christian hip-hop. Now, I was yeah. listening and I was supporting here and there because, you know, I kept having hope. I was like, somebody's got to come out with something. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, man, in, um, in 97, now this is going to date me a little bit, but in 97, I prayed a prayer. And, well, it wasn't a prayer. I'm going to say it like this. I kind of made a deal with God. And mm -hmm. I guess you could call it a prayer, but it depends on how you look at it. So this was right after Wu-Tang Forever came out. And I was listening to that and I was listening to stuff with Biggie and all these people at the time. And it was all these monster albums that were out back then at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was asking God, I said, God, what's up with the Christian music in this world? I don't understand why your music is so whack compared to the worldly music. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm listening to all these Christian rappers and there's not one of them who I would play loud for anybody to hear because I'm ashamed of how they sound. Yeah, man. And so I told the Lord, I said, I said, God, you know me. I'm into lyrics. I'm into beats. I'm into musicality, all the stuff. And I said, literally, I was like, until you come out with rappers that are as good as or better than the ones in the world, then this is what I'm going to be listening to for the most part, uh, a major part of what I'm going to be listening to because you know I love lyrical stuff i love beats that are hard and all that kind of stuff so i'm like this is what it is so shortly after that i ran into this guy who put me on to a bunch of christian hip-hop artists that were underground and i'm gonna tell you even to this day some of those artists their music was still banged today i mean it's really it was good but it was underground and the reason why it was underground is because the so-called mainstream or whatever, they weren't accepting of good Christian hip-hop. 
Mm-hmm. And and they were barely accepting the hip hop that was being quote unquote accepted because mm-hmm. it was just being rejected by the church all across the board. Yeah. So when when as time progressed, I started hearing Christian hip hop get better and better and better. And um so then I met um the truth. Um he and I became friends and when I heard him, when I first heard him, I was like, Oh, this dude is gonna blow up. Yeah. And sure enough, about a year or two later, his name was like big. And then, um, you know, and there's other people that was coming out and, you know, that I was like, okay, it's getting better. It's getting better. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling better now. Oh, okay. You know, and then it was like, it finally got to a point where I was like, I'm really proud of Christian hip hop. Like when I heard you and there was some people that I might have heard um, bits and pieces of before you, but around the time that I heard you, I was hearing some other people too, and I was like, "Yo, finally, I'm starting to be proud of Christian hip hop." And I'm like, "We are starting to blaze the world. Like we are actually beating their whole everything. Like we got them on beats, we got them on lyrics, all this kind of stuff, skill level." And I'm telling you, man, like, and that's why I keep going back to that Monsters, Inc. When I heard Monsters, Inc. And you were like, and I was like, oh, (laughs) it was so crazy. And I was like, okay, this is it right here. (laughs) This is what I've been waiting for. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, when I, when I heard those things, man, those things really encouraged me. So here it is, like, we're five years later, man. And, you know. I'm just curious, like, how many albums, like, would you say you have out now? Uh, well, technically, I only have two out right now. Okay. Um, just my debut with the label in the Second City, but uh, technically, like, my whole career, I've put out one, two, five. <laughs> okay. Okay. My first project was called Christ My Swag. It's very terrible, but filled with biblical truth. Uh-huh. Yeah. The second one was called Real Hip Hop, which is filled with real hip hop and biblical truth. The third one is Monsters Inc. And mm-hmm. then I get signed and I put out my debut album, Stephen Malcolm, and then The Second City. That's okay. The whole discography. Okay. Yeah, man. Because I, I mean, when I heard, I remember shortly after. Um, I heard uh, Monsters Inc. and I remember it was saying something about you about to come out with the album. I'm like, isn't this part of an album? <laughs> I was like, yo, I mean, I'm like, yo, did he just put out songs and now he's gonna be like, all right, now I'm gonna do an album. I didn't know what was going on. So, but um, but yo, I was just like, like I said, I was blown away. You definitely have a level of anointing skill. A musicality, whatever cadence, any, all the combinations of the things that make good music, man. You are definitely, you're definitely representing the kingdom of God well with that. And I have to tell you, there's nobody in the world of secular Christian. I mean, not secular. I mean, not hip. I mean, sorry, I'm mixing up my words. Secular hip hop, not Christian. Secular hip hop that could match what you doing man i'm telling you and this is not this is i'm not i don't give out props easily when i when i'm telling you this i i mean this there's nobody that i've heard that's touching what you're doing man <clears throat> and and the thing that bothers me like i'll listen to shows like um i'll listen to sway in the morning or i'll listen to hot 97 ebro in the morning and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'll just listen to how they'll be like all right top 10 rappers or top 50 rappers of all time and you know they say all this stuff they never put a christian hip-hop artist in there nope <laughs> and i'm so bothered by that and that's why like you know part of what the lord put in my heart years ago which is why i do what i'm doing with my podcast and the radio station that i'm building from the ground up for the christian for the christian world is because i want to be able to give that kind of those props exposure um support promotion whatever to the christian world and especially christian hip-hop artists they've been the most underserved 
under represented whatever words you want to say under they've been pretty much all of those you know and i'm just like i have a heart to 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 really make sure that they get recognized man and that they get you know that they are accepted by the 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 kingdom uh network of churches that are out there man they need to realize that this is a sound that god put in the earth and that we need to get behind it. it it brings unity it brings um different ethnic groups together it brings different cultures together and it brings them under one umbrella to be able to say this is the hip hop culture but this is where this is where we include jesus you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's why i love it man so so with that being said um i know that you were um Obviously, you're married. Well, that's not obvious to everybody, but I know that you're married. (laughs) You're married, man. How long have you been married? For a little over a year now. August was a year. Oh, man. Congratulations, man. man. You beat me a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Marriage is, I'm living my best life, bro. I'm really enjoying it. So, how did you meet your wife, man? Uh, School and through mutual friends. uh, I knew her sister. Um, her sister was like a well-known hip-hop dancer throughout the city, and she was in one of my music videos. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I seen her at, on the shuttle bus, actually, at school. Man, seeing so I had to, to drop in real quick and holler at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, yeah. like, how long did it take you to really be able to, like, you know, um, I guess get her either to notice you or, like, to really give you a serious thought? Uh, I mean, it didn't, you know, it didn't take too long. Like, you know, we was both in a situation where, you know, we can talk to each other and we were both, you know, real interested. So it was, it was lit, you know, dated for four years. So that's what's was, up, man. Yeah, man. We're like, we're like the same person. You know what I mean? Like super lit vibes together. And it's, it's dope. Super dope. That's what's up, man. So she's in the music too, like that? No, no, she's actually uh into like owning her own business. That's what she's pursuing right now. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's yeah. definitely what's up. <clears throat> so <clears throat> excuse me. So being that um you just were on tour now, did the tour end already or are you still doing nah, it? No, nah, no, it we're just basically uh on a break right now, but we go back at it, uh I believe this upcoming weekend um, we'll be in uh, Waukee and then Chicago, then Detroit, and then we got a down south run in Texas and then Atlanta and Nashville. So is this tour the one that you're on with Tori Kelly or is it another tour that no, she this was one, on? No, this one is myself and Cannon and No Big Deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, when as it relates to like – I know that you on tour with Tori Kelly for a little bit, right? Uh, no, Natalie Grant. Okay, Natalie Grant. Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking Tori Kelly. Were you? Did you do a show with Tori, or uh, am I mixing that up with somebody? Yeah, no, nah, not me. Okay, so. that'd be crazy. Okay, I thought. Okay, that must have been Natalie Grant then. Well, anyway, how was that, man? Like, tell me what that was like for you being on the road doing that, man. It was it was good, man. It was a good experience just because, like, her crowd is totally different from mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just to see how they received me um, was, you know, it was it was dope and it was all love. You know what I mean? And she really believes in that record that we got together. So um, that's, what's, that's what makes it so dope, man. It's just her heart is just as genuine uh, when we perform it. And it was dope, bro. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So, um, and as far as the, uh, I guess it's a tag team tour now. Yeah, we went on a tag team tour this summer, man. That was super lit, man. Me and my DJ packed up, hit the road. Um, we had like 12 cities. Unfortunately, the the end of it was in Orlando when the hurricane was coming, so we had to cancel. Oh. But, uh, the tag team tour, bro, was the birth of the, the birth of the rage, man. We we went around and uh. You know, it was caving some floors in, so it was dope. Okay, that's what's up, man. <laughs> so, um, what would you say, like, I mean, you've been in the 
in the hip hop scene for the Christian world for about what, like five years now, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, at this point, like, how has it been as far as like the progression of things, man? Because you know, like the Bible says, don't despise the the small beginnings, you know, um, because obviously things grow and they yeah. get to a higher, higher level, whatever. But yeah. like, how has your journey been in in this? Um, being that you've been pursuing the music and this is the purpose that you feel that God has given you, stuff like that. But yeah. how have you seen it? progress over time what's been what's been what's the journey look what how has the journey looked for you yeah honestly man it's been a lot of discouragement man like taking the ministry and then when it comes to a business you know what i mean and enter into the music industry and you meet guys who you listened to and you look up to and they're not who you thought they were and you know what I'm saying like so it's it's been a lot of discouragement and there's a lot of work to be done in the industry when it comes to like Christian hip hop and you know even the Christian music industry um but it's it's cool man but i just wish there was more unity and more just people on one accord and just more openness and and freeness um unfortunately when it comes to to the to the industry but just, you know, me, I got a solid foundation, you know, and knowing what I want to do and who I am as an artist and just the legacy that I want to leave. And so it's been, there's been good stuff. It's, there's been a lot of learning curves um, and it's been a journey and there's been some discouragement. But at the end of the day, um, you know, when when the passion turns to, you know, an industry, um yeah, man, it sometimes gets tough and discouraging. So what would you say, like, some of the biggest, let's say, two or three of the biggest uh, discouraging things that you've seen um, would be? I would say just uh, uh, meeting people who I looked up to and then just being let down by who they are and the way they move. Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest. And then another one is just just there's there's still like in some circles there's just still ego issues. And me, I'm one of those people that's just like I can I can hit you in the face and you'll bleed. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And so when there's egos involved, it's just like it's trash. Um and then also just the politics of things, um, you know, making records so that they can do this. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, like I'm into to, to making what, you know, I see creatively and visually um, and who I am as an artist. And so it's just like playing the game, you know what I mean? And the politics things is, uh, is, is whack. So yeah. those are probably my top. Yeah, man. Um, I agree with you completely, man. There's people that I've met along the way. They know me and they've known me for years. And then it's still like when I, I don't know, certain times I I reach out to them or whatever, they be playing like they superstars or something like that. And they can't, they ain't got time to talk now or they can't text me back or something like that, you know, like Mm -hmm. stupid stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't understand how they could act like that when there's certain things that have happened that um, that I was part of with them or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, now you want to be dissing me or you want to play me like, I'm, I don't know, like I'm just some person that's a fan or something. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. understand. But um, so I definitely understand what you mean by that, man. There's been people where, you know, they'll act so, so uppity or whatever the case may be that I, I'll let them know straight up, like, yo, man, I don't need you to do anything, okay? Yeah. you, I'm I'm trying to see if we can work together, but don't get it twisted. Like, I'm not desperate for you or anybody else to do anything. Just yeah. understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the yeah. end of the day, kind of like what you were saying, I'm a man, just like you. You're nobody special to me. I'm just trying to give you some props or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But if you want to act like that, yo, just keep stepping. Cause I don't need that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's how I get yeah. down. 
So, um, so I feel you on that, man. Um, and as far as like <clears throat> with the, um, I know you saying something about you signed with a label. Like, did this elevate what you were doing, or was this more like a, I don't know, like a kind of um technicality type of thing like saying okay i'm with this label like what was what was the the thing that that was leading you to do that yeah it definitely elevated it um just from me because where i was at in my career i i had like a small little regional buzz i had a, a cool little local buzz going on and so when the label came in the picture it was a great opportunity to take what i was doing and really take it nationally and internationally, you know what I mean? And so that's the role of the label and what they played into that and what I've seen, you know, with that coming in the picture. Um, it definitely did that, man. Um, definitely made a way where it gave me a great um, foot in the door for things. So um, is like, is that kind of like one of those things that allowed you to get in, into a tour with like Natalie Grant or something or? Mm -hmm. Yep. So basically like a lot of my stuff has been like a domino effect when it comes to relationships and me doing stuff. So the biggest thing, like the first one was like the label um, put me on Winter Jam. And then from there, I did a song with KB and we was on the West Coast Winter Jam together. So we got to build and then he was like, yo, come on tour with me you know, after this one. So then me and him went on tour. And then while on Winter Jam, I built with, say, Robertson. So then I went on tour with her. And then with, you know, Social Club, and we did the Tempo Tour. And then when it came to the Bible Tour with Natalie, that was a thing of um, just basically a label thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. So what would you say, as far as what you've been doing now, um, what would be, like, your three top highlights so far? Yeah, man. I would say my my first highlight would have to be probably this hometown show that I just did on the tag team tour, man. Like, we did a hometown stop, and there was 200-plus people there, and the mosh pit was just crazy, bro. Mm. So I had a successful hometown show on my first headlining tour, um, so that was that's highlight number one. Highlight number two would have to be going to Jamaica and shooting on the move and redemption song. Like, yo, we're in Montego Bay, we're mm -hmm. in Second City, we're in Jamaica. I get to visit my pops' grave site. Like, it just made things full circle. Oh but, wow! Um, so your father um, was Jamaican. Yeah, yep. Father oh. Jamaican from Montego Bay, Jamaica, which is also called the Second City. That's what, like the whole foundation of the album is all about. That video with Redemption song. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and yeah, man. And then I would have to say the third, the third one is probably probably the Dove Award performance. Oh, okay. Yeah, I performed at the Devil Awards, and, like, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, and, like, we had choreography. I, I got to hit a spin move. Like, <laughs> yes, oh, man. So, one of those feelings, like, when I got on stage, I felt like I could, retire, I could retire tomorrow and be satisfied. So that's probably highlight number three. Wow, man. That's what's up. Yeah. So at this point in time, man, like, I know that you've been kind of uh, working with some artists and stuff like that. What would you say as far as like um, artists that you've worked with so far, who mm -hmm. are some of the, the most, the ones that stand out the most to you, like that you feel like, wow, this was a great experience. Man, I would say, I would probably say the First one, well, so honestly, like, the producers that I work with is crazy. Like, Cobra, shout out Dirty Rice, Joseph Prelazny, and, and Juice. Like, their production game is, like, crazy. I mean, when you hear, like, my music, like, these guys are going in in the studio crazy. But artist-wise, man, working with – um Probably Leland. 
<laughs> as weird as that sounds, like his was the most. I'm I'm all about like, bro. I'm all about genuineness, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like, dude came in the studio on the original even louder, and it was that that was the one feature that I was able to like do in person. He came to the studio and literally like freestyled his part and like. Oh laid it down with his acoustic and it was just mad cool we got to build with each other like it was super 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 dope so leland was a was a cool one man that's what's up man yeah and i know that you got yo let me i gotta tell you i didn't know who your producers were but all i knew is that they were off the charts like (laughs) that's one thing for sure man i don't know like if you've been working with the same ones for the last five years or whatever, but <laughs> everything that I've heard that you've come out with was just amazing to me, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Cobra, man. Them boys cook up. They cook up series. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as far as like uh, the plans for uh, the future, like what do you feel like, um, is going to be that next step or the next level for you. Yeah, yeah, man, just doing 100% of what Stephen Malcolm wants to do creatively, bro. Um, yeah, bro, like, I got so many ideas and just want to do, just the message that I want to send and just what, I, like, my impact that I want to leave on the culture in this generation. Um yeah, bro, and the body, bro, is 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 just a hundred percent Stephen Malcolm, and it's just it's gonna be crazy, bro. So that you have um, obviously you develop some relationships with people in the in the Christian world uh, or whatever. Who would you say are like three of the like the closest ones, the closest artists? to you in a sense because i know like you've done stuff with beacon light i think he's mm-hmm. in in michigan or i don't know maybe yeah. i'm yeah here in michigan so yeah who would you say like three of the closest people in that music world um right now to you i would have to say probably social club them boys is the homies um me and Truth talk often, and um, probably Cannon though. Yeah, since this tour started, me and him been chopping it up a lot. He's like super, super cool. So yeah, probably them three, and Derek Minor. Derek Minor is like cool. Okay. Yeah, we speak often too. So yeah, probably them. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. So as as far as like um, the thing that you feel is going to be like um, the sign of you on that next level type of stuff, like what are you what are you thinking in your mind? Um, man, you're just gonna have to wait and see, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's it, man. Yeah, we're gonna be on this. We'll, we'll be on the phone call for like another hour, bro. It's it's a lot, man. It's yeah, a lot. it's just, bro. Like, I've I've missed out. I feel like I've missed out on showing the world the real me. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. my inspirations and and how I feel about music and just my story and and. Yeah, man, I just feel like I have a lot to tell and the way I want to tell it and how I want it to, to, to show it to the world and visually how, how it's supposed to look um, is I'm just literally going to pull, bro, from inside, bro, and just everything that I went through, bro, and just put it out there. So I'm looking forward to it, bro. Well, I just want to make it uh, known, man, like any way that I can um, help promote what you're doing, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, whether it be, you know, marketing your tours or whatever kind of stuff like that, man, I'm willing to do that to help you, man. And I'll, you know, don't, don't hesitate to keep me in the loop of what you go, what you got going on next or whatever. So I can help push it. Cause I, I'll push that, it through bro. all of my, 
all of my um, networks and stuff like that, man. I'm all about yes, I'm all about doing that, and specifically for those that I really believe in what they're doing, man. I'm yeah. I'm like I'm definitely all about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so um, I definitely want to make that known to you. And um, and I'm looking forward to building with you, man. Because I mean, this ain't the end. Definitely. I mean, I um, I've been you know I've been kind of like looking forward to being able to build with you um, yeah. for a long time. So this is like this is just the beginning, as far as I'm concerned. And um, and so, but yo, man, if you had to like, if you had to give advice to those artists that are out there that are trying mm -hmm. to do something in the kingdom of God. They're trying to make their mark. They're trying to um, do it where it's effective, where it's, you know, even, you know, to the point where they can support their families or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. What kind of, what kind of advice would you, would you give them? I would say stay faithful to the craft, stay obedient to God work harder than anybody else you know and know the business the business knowing the business is an essential part of growing uh as a career you know if you want to see it grow as a career then know the business and and master the business just how you want to master your your studio sessions or your live performance that's what's up man yeah all right, now, for those that are listening, man, um, tell them how they can, you know, follow you on social media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, most definitely. Well, my rapper name is my government, Stephen Malcolm. Couldn't find a cooler one than that. Why <laughs> try? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what mama gave me. So, StephenMalcolm.com is the website. Check me out on all the socials. Stephen Malcolm, hit me up. You know what I mean? We busy, but we ain't too busy to reply. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. Um, so, yo, I just want to say, man, thank you for um, taking out some time to to do the, the do the podcast with me, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate you, your music, and um, and yo, like like I was telling you, man, um, I'm I'm doing a a Christian radio station. I'm I'm actually working on building one right now. And so, you know, I'll you know, I'm always gonna be down to play your music. So yeah. don't hesitate to, you know, send send it my way, man, so I can so I can promote it, like I said. And um, you know, thank you again, like I said, for taking out the time, man. And um when we're done with this, I wanna talk to you offline, okay? But Thank you for awesome. being on the show, man. Those that are listening to the podcast, you've been listening to the new Numa Godcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all those. And you know, P-N-E-U-P-N-E-U-M-A. That's how you spell it. Um, it's new life. You know, and we 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 always going to bring you stuff that's fresh, that's trending, that's uh, relevant, and that's also uh, advancing the kingdom of God. So thank you again for listening. Make sure you uh, give us a five star rating on your podcast platform. Share, like, all of those things. All right. So thank you again. Peace.